G'day guys, just a quick intro before we start the episode. Uh, just want to make sure people that are listening um, know that we have a Facebook group now. Um, just look up Give Us A Spell podcast on Facebook, um, jump in the group, I'll approve you in there and pretty much we're talking all things racing, putting in some tips and there's, there's some sporting bets in there for the basketball and stuff if you like that and then obviously there's going to be a bit of chat come footy season, um, any footy bets people like or footy tipping and all that sort of gear as well but there's plenty of horses being tipped inside the group it's a couple hundred of us in there at the moment so jump in i'll get you in there um but yeah enjoy the show all right uh welcome to another episode of the give us a spell podcast as you can tell this is the melbourne podcast and uh nick isn't japanese so kohai is filling in kohai is uh... I'm, not, I'm not nick i'm definitely <laughs> not nick we wish Nick the best. He had a bit of a knock at training. He's an AFL man, so he had a bit of a knock at the Giants training. He's not feeling the best. So I thought I'd get the guy who's currently in isolation. <laughs> He's tested positive to COVID and was able to do form for two meetings. How are you, mate? How are you feeling? I mean, I've been better, but last night was last night was gnarly. That, that was probably – I'm hoping that was the worst of it. Yeah. Because, it, yeah, it was pretty heavy last night. But um, today, um, my voice is slightly crackly and – there's a bit of a light cough going on, but I um, mean, heat better, heat yeah, better, and uh, super like um temperature. Yeah, I had some hectic. Yeah, well, I mean, I've been sweating through the whole whole process of it, really. But um, it ironically, the worst part of it was when I wasn't sweating. So yeah, just had a hectic temperature that just didn't go down. Do you have a jumper on? Yeah, I've got a hoodie on right now. So you like what you're cold now or something? No, well, I've got shorts on under here. Right. Um, and I've got the window wide, wide open, so it's kind of leveling out the two. Um, look, we don't normally talk. We talk, I guess, uh, friend friendly about Melbourne and stuff, but how often do you do in the Melbourne form? You kind of enjoy it compared to Sydney? A bit different? It's definitely very different. Uh, there's definitely different form lines than Sydney because we're so used to Sydney. You know, like mm-hmm. We can probably name the whole card tomorrow at oh, – sorry, at Saturday oh, yeah. at Rose Hill, trying to navigate through – the different horses that don't come up to Sydney. I mean, that's probably the toughest part of it. Um, and before we, I guess, begin, uh, wish, we all wish uh, Nick the very, uh, their very best. And I've got COVID and by the sound of things, he's far worse off. So um, good yeah. luck to him. I think it's similar. Like he got, a, he got a good head knock, which is exactly like he's best friends with Paps and Paps had the same thing last last year. We know what happened with him. So hopefully it's not as bad as that. And uh, yeah, all the best. Now you just got to try and, try and tip more winners than him, mate. Um Pretty tough yeah, week last week. I think he had a he had a pretty tough week last week. It was pretty tough for most people. I think you did okay. I did ordinary, and he actually went to the races at Sydney as well on his birthday and did his ass. I think so. He wasn't too happy. So poor prick. We're doing Flemington, so obviously there it's highlighted by the lightning. Um, it's a really good race. Obviously, I thought I saw Joe Pride put a pretty funny uh, tweet out earlier with um Eduardo a picture of it eating grass on a nature strip. So he was um it was pretty clever by him. Good areas there. Um, but mate, it's pretty good. So race one, we were just talking before we started recording a two thousand meter race to kick off the day at Flemington. Shits me. Everyone knows that I don't like anything over fucking fourteen hundred. I get really up and up and about my sprint races and the short distance. But J Max down there, J Max on Crystal Pegasus for Waller. A little bit of coin for it. Four sixty to three seventy. Rousseau's there. D. Oliver, Waller again, top two. You got Tiger and Beck, playoffs, Red Kelly. We talked about Tiger Tiger earlier before we hit record. That's 14s into 10. That's been back a little bit, but thoughts for the distance race, mate? Mate, we're, yeah, um, ditto with you. Starting with a 2,000 meter race around Flemington. God, God help us all. Um, 
Where do we start? I mean, I guess J-Mac's the big factor going down. And, I mean, he's no longer in the uh, Metro. Met, actually, let me have a quick look. He might be still within the Metro ranks since the carnival. He's because Oh, he is still. He's kind of still lurking in the top 15. He hasn't ridden there since November. So that Flemington carnival, he was absolutely on fire. And he still has 12 wins and you know, a handful of minors. So yeah. <laughs> I expect he's going to go well again. Um we know him very well from Sydney, so uh, I have tipped a couple of horses with him in it. But um, race one, market supports, obviously, with the two Waller runners, Crystal Pegasus and Rousseau. I think the early favouritism is, I think it is pretty correct. I don't know if I'd be taking the the quote of 360 or 350 or whatever it is right now. The distance suits and, you know, straight off the bat, J-Mac booked the ride is super positive. Last start, one over the trip in Sydney and will be hard to beat again. Russo, uh, the other Waller runner, won at the Valley last start and a decent step up in grade. It'll be going from a BM70 to an 84, which has a little bit of a query for me. It's a decent jump. Um, the gelding made a mess of them last start, though. Won by mm. three and three quarters and will get a four kilo swing his way. So that's that's positive. But the one horse that I really wouldn't mind having a crack at, at a little bit more of a price is um, playoffs. One over the distance in the same class last start. So that's that's a tick in my eyes. I think it only gets penalised two and a half kilos, which I don't think is that huge, especially on the staying trip. Yeah. I don't think they'll be yeah. gun-ho, so I, I don't mind the two and a half kilo. And as long as the rain stays away from Flemington, it needs to be running on top of the ground. So as long as it is dry, I think it's got a great chance. And at eight bucks, definitely uh, wouldn't mind a couple of dollars on it. A little bit of a drift too. Um, speaking of rain, there's fucking thunder happening at your place and mine right now. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty fucking loud. Uh, I'm going to have to close my window soon. It's loud as. Uh, where we got a 1,600 metre race, obviously 1,600 metre over the fucking mile, of course. Um, you know, shorty, um, Tuvalu, $2 favourite. Did open 210, slight there, got into a $1.90, but back out. Gentleman Roy's at 3.30, pretty short, but then we go straight out to double figures to 14s for Zoltan and three and four pence, high and dry and so forth. But looks like a pretty much a racing two. This Tuvalu, pretty good, I think, isn't it? It had that good win, fuck, one of the provincial country races, race tracks in Melbourne, didn't it? Yeah, one, one at Warnable and... Um... Definitely shows a lot of promise, I think. Uh, it also comes out of the same race as Zoltan. Um, Zoltan's heavier in this instance as well. So I'd uh, be definitely scratching that out of the uh, selections. It's running in a benchmark 84 again, which suits. So it's the same grade, steps up in distance, which is the slight query. But the way it won last uh, where it just absolutely just start to finish. I mean, it was backed off the map. Was, I think it started at $1.25 or something like that. So it was real short and it justified it, one by three and a half. So yeah. uh, it is a race into, like you said, uh, Gentleman Roy is the other horse, which is going to make things pretty interesting for the favourites, Balu, because they're both front types. So they'll be likely to lead. And, I mean, if there is a, a genuine speed battle, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to be backing it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. Well, so Gentleman uh, Roy won at the Valley too, didn't it? Yes, it did. And yeah. um, I'll, I'll start with Tavala, though. As, as, as a three-year-old, this galloper, like, I mean, it went up against some class horses. Um, it faced Arm Thunderstruck twice, came second to it twice, um, and subsequently off the back of that, since it's turned four, it's won both its races by two and three quarters and three and a half lengths. So I think it will keep winning, um, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't win this, which I, 
don't think it'll be the case. I think it will shit in, but it's got genuine, like genuine, like upside on this horse. It's only yeah. lightly raised for yeah. six starts. It's only four years old. Yeah, I see a lot of upside to it. And gentleman, gentleman Roy, on the other hand, steps up from benchmark seventy to eighty four, so decent jump. Last start was an easy watch where it won by two lengths, and it will be six kilos lighter with the claim from Josh Richards. So. I can genuinely see why the market's kind of shortened up on it. I guess if you were to play, um, I think Tuvalu would win, but, I mean, the Quinella would, wouldn't be a bad play. I think it would be a race in two, and I think I look at the midfield back markers from without doing speed maps because, you know, we don't get speed maps for the old Melbourne, but mm. I genuinely yeah. think that these guys will just shoot away at the turn and nothing will come close to catching, to, catching them. So race in two, but Tuvalu for mine. Most people are going to see J-Mac and Chris Waller on a $15 horse and go, oh, my God, what the fuck? And Jamie Carr on a 71. But, <laughs> geez, you don't often see that. It's pretty rare. Um, race three is over the mile as well. So Yonts or Yonchi is 270, 340. did open yesterday. American Angel, Jamie Carr and O'Brien's for 60. We go out to seven for Groovy Kind of Love. We've got Sentimental, Josh Richards claiming two for Waller. We're out to double figures with Modern Millie, White Hibiscus, Divine, Diosa and stuff as well. But... This favourite goes all right, eh, for Kieran Mara? Or is it three on the trot, I think? One at Caulfield last start? Three on the trot. And uh, a tricky race. I think I think it is unders, this Yonce or yeah. Yonce or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Um, the Mayor's won all its starts and, you know, sits three from three. Great record, obviously. Last start at timed its run to perfection and one in the shadows of the post. Uh, this time around, it'll be carrying the same weight at 59, which is fine. But the sticky barrier has me very worried and I'm kind of almost lay it, not pot it, but I'll lay it and look elsewhere. Uh, Mirricane and Angel went over the class and distance last start in, in impressive fashion. Jamie Carr sticks and the better draw should see it settling mid- midfield, hopefully with cover, definitely should be with cover, but fingers crossed. Uh, and the price is far more approachable at what, 460, I think you said. And the third elect, groovy kind of love. I mean, you could definitely make a pace for it, but, uh, I'd probably put a pen through its last run. It was way too back and covered a lot of ground in the closing stages. It steps up to its kind of ideal distance. Um, three career, all three career wins has been sec. Uh, is it second up? No, over this distance. And then its second up record is three starts, two wins, and the placing. So definitely, the markets reacted probably correctly. Yeah. But I'm happy yeah. to take on the favourite and back the second elect in the American Angel. And once again, J-Mac on a double-figure horse, Modern Millie. Fuck, he's going to land one, at least one of these higher-paying ones. Sure, um, surely. Tough race, race four. We said it before. Um, fucking hell. 550 the field. We got Waltz on by equal favourites with I'm Loving Ya. That's for Mick Price, that one. We got Zenel, uh, Zenzanella, sevens. We got Kiko at 750. Miss Hellfire, Racamolo, Stupendo. I have... Absolutely no idea. So, have you got anything for me? I'm in a similar, similar <laughs> spot. It's tough. Like, yeah. I literally had to watch the replay for most of these runners and be like, was that good enough? I don't actually know. Like, mm. would it surprise me if, you know, a $20 pop won this? Not at all. Like, I, I genuinely think, no, put it this way, nothing from this race, I don't think will go towards the slipper. They're not good enough, I think, in my eyes. So, this makes it even more wide open. There's not like an outright favourite and just a, a shit horse in the mix. I think it's just a just a perfectly even just yeah, shit story. Um, 
couple of notes though. Uh, three, three of the uh, last winners of this race in particular, uh, naming them ingratiating Ole Kirk and Microphone. So decent. They've gone on. To do, they've gone on to do great things. Um, Ole Kirk and Microphone obviously won Group Ones, and ingratiating still racing, <coughs> and has placed in three Group Ones now. So winner of this race is historically as of late. It, actually produces decent horses. So I'll be interested to see where it goes. Um, as for the runners in it, fuck me. Um, let's touch on a couple of them. Kiko ran in the chairman's last start. It was ridden for luck out the back. It closed off well. And the extra 100 will be better. Uh, it definitely, I mean, from the eye, it definitely looks like it had the quickest last 200. So definitely keep an eye out on it late. And it being a two-year-old 1,100-meter race, I'm assuming they're going to go gun-ho from the barriers. So it could swoop. Um, Waltz on by, Waltz on by the favorite. Uh, came forth in the blue diamond preview for the Phillies and was unlucky not to be closer to first. It, if you watch the replay from about, from the jump to about the 600, it's trapped three wide. And then it, it tries to make a move about 400 out and, I think it just wastes a little bit too much energy in that kind of transition as well. And I wouldn't put a pen through it. I think it was a good enough run. Second up, it will probably have definite improvements. Jamie Carr jumps on board. He does, yeah. The long, everything, I think, is a bit of a tick, so I can justify favouritism. I'm loving you. Also ran in the same race as Walton Bay. Was behind her by about a length or so. Came from last to cover a lot of ground. Step up also suits. So... That form line's quite strong, I guess. And then the real, real question mark of question marks is this J-Mac, Lloyd, Kennewell, Galloper, carrying the same colours as Cool and Gallahoot. Cool and Gatter, who'll be going to the Golden Slipper. It's got no public trials. It's seven bucks, so it's well found in the market. I'll tell you what, if it firms even more, I mean, I'd say just keep an eye out for it because I genuinely think there could be a flooding of money with J-Mac on board. Little to no confidence, but uh, I'm happy to stick with the favourite at Waltz on Moy. But, yeah, no confidence. All right. Tab Vanity, race five, 1,400 metres. Socialist, barrier eight, Jamie Carr, Kieran Ma, $5 into fours. We've got Barb Raider at 4.20. Did open 5.50, so a bit of coin. Uh, Cardigan Queen, barrier six, another one for Kieran Ma. It's at fives. We've got Ryoki. It's, um, it's been backed, 8.50 today in the 6.50. We've got Manoush for Godolphin, 12s and 8.50, and we're going out pretty high. Throntari. That Damien Thornton's award, 17 into 12. So a little bit of it. Um, how far does Socialist win this? It's a good question because I genuinely like thought that um <clears throat> I genuinely thought that the Waller Galloper that's now been scratched, which had J Mac on board, was half a chance. I'm guessing it's elected to race in the later race without me checking. But Socialist, uh, it's definitely the most like progressive type. It came third in the Magic Millions Guineas. Behind King of Sparta, <clears throat> understandably, it was by two and three quarters, but it ran on the rail, which was not the preferred ground. Uh, everyone flew wide in that race and the subsequently the later races as well. Um, understandably, with Jamie Carr on board, like, I mean, it's a big tick, like slight query where it settles in the run from the, the wider draw, but uh, it's just definitely the class caliper. Barb Raider, I did like it, but at the same time, I think it, it is a class horse, but I think it needs a longer trip and just needs this run under the belt. So I'll be looking out for it over the mile. Um, one that I do don't mind and want to make a case for is Rontari. Rontari. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
I think it's a decent each way quote. Um, Billy Rockard just got back was behind fourth behind Rio Yuki, which is also well placed in the market. It's had the money on instance where it came fourth. Uh, Rio Yuki won, but genuinely had the cruisiest run you've ever seen. Like you could have seen it run from the six hundred and go that thing's. It had the best race in transit. Just sat off uh, leaders back and then just found the perfect gap along the fence. It just went bang. Uh, as for Throntari, though, it was trapped wide for the first 400, exerted unnecessary energy. Uh, it got to the line really well. And, yeah, I just genuinely think that it could be an each-way chance. But, yeah, saying all that, I mean, socialist. I think – I don't know if it'll win convincingly enough for me, but I think just the form line in itself is enough for me to just say, this thing's rock-hard fit and – it's going to try and win this black type race. I like it. I think it's a good bet. I think Socialist is good. Uh, you mentioned Fine Point. That goes around in Sydney. So it's going around in the last 13s and Tommy gets the ride. So it's gone uh, in Sydney. All right, race six, CSA is 1,400 metres. Pinstripe just there as the fade. Mickey D, can't pronounce a uh, trainer. Can't remember that. It's 350 to 330. We've got Captivant there, J-Mac and the Snowdens. They've gone barrier 10. Brutal. Uh, they're 550. Lightsaber going around again. Back a little bit. Nines into 650. Pasiro's there at 8650. Forgot you. A little bit of coin. Zara's aboard. 13s into 10s. And then we go out to our bigger odds. Um, I guess a random one is Galleon. That's for Brett Preble. He's riding it. It's 41s into 18. That could be very little money, really, making that move. But um, who are you with, mate? Who do you like? Well, let's start with a favourite. Um, money keeps coming for this horse. And I, I've watched its replays. It was impressive. But I can't back it. I just can't back it. 3.30. And I wouldn't say it's a bad field. I think there's a bit of class about this field. Um, it's so unearthed. This, this horse, um, it's probably the best way I can explain it. It comes yeah. off a, you know, like a just a, a nice Mooney Valley race over 1,200, wins by half the land. Its rating was only 63 going into that. So, I oh mean, that's that's a lot of weight of money going into this race. And, yeah, it's not for mine. I'll be looking at something like Lightsaber. Comes off a quick turnaround in the CF4 last weekend, a Group 1. Um it was disappointing, but the race was won from the front. Uh, if you watch the replay again, pretty much the, the first six that settle in the run come exactly in that position over the finish line. So it did come second last, but the quick turnaround means it's rock hard fit. I love that. It comes into comes back into its own, you know, age group. Um, I think it's just tick, tick, tick for mine. Um, with a nice draw, it would probably go forward and be a bit more positive. I think that's kind of the key to this horse. If it runs anything like it's running the Caulfield Guineas Prelude, it should be a good sight. Um, I guess I'll touch on Captivon very briefly. Uh, it's a horse that I really can't catch, but this seems like the right class to be in. Um, obviously, a decent enough animal because it's been in heap of stakes grade and even Group Ones, but and it's weighted well. It's three and a half kilos different from top to bottom, so it might find some winning ways with. J-Mac on board? I don't know, but if I were to have a bet, it's definitely lightsaber. Right, lightsaber. Race seven, main race of the day, the big exciting one. Nature Strip is going around. Jay Carr is aboard this time. Four, it's here, 260. We've got Eduardo, Nash, and Joe Pride. A little bit of a drift. It opened 390. It's now 420. Home Affairs on the drift as well, five to 650. Uh, the good money, I guess. Profiteer did open 16s. It's already eight, which is 
a solid go. Mask Crusaders are at 850. We know what Mask Crusader can do. Flew home in the Everest. We got Gitra. We know his form. It's pretty good bloody horse. Uh, Inferno Astrologist spots that. Uh, you with Nature Strip? I am with Nature Strip, but I mean, you could definitely make a case for like half the field here. Like, I mean, Eduardo, multiple Group One winner, um, perfect Mask Crusader. I think it might be too sharp for it, a thousand meters. Coming down now, it's hectic out there. Um, Mask Crusader, yeah, I don't know about the thousand meters, so I'll probably wait until next up. Uh, Gitra, one that surprisingly could make itself known in this race. Uh, it's tracking distance two from two, distance over the thousand. It's eight starts, seven wins in a second. Uh, mm-hmm. it's surprisingly, really, really strong over the short course. Uh, at home affairs, I mean, that cool will start in the spring where J Mac just over his shoulder for about what seemed like 10 seconds and the fact that it's going towards royal ascot in the um kind of after the autumn i mean i imagine it's going to have a huge campaign look every which way and i just keep landing at nature strip uh, i know it's a 260 or whatever favorite now i think it's a great price 260 usually i mean i think this time last year ran in this at the dollar 40 or something dollar 45 uh, it was a far weaker field i get that and six everest runners come out of this Oh, come into this race first up. So, Mini Everest. It's definitely a fast, fast, yeah, far stronger race than last year's. But saying that, I think Jamie Carr did it last year down the straight in the Lightning on board this guy. And I just don't know. I just think that it's just going to have another massive campaign. It's probably going to go to the TJ, obviously, probably win that for the fourth straight year. Yeah. My goodness. Like, I mean, yeah, I think 260 is a great price. And I just can't look any which way. 260 for Nature Strip, hailing at Kohai's house. Absolute thunder, rain, fucking lightning, you name it here. So I'm probably about to cop it. Hopefully we don't get a blackout. That's uh, That won't be ideal. Um, that's race seven. So then we go to the third leg of the quaddy uh, at Flemington. And what do we got? We've got a 1,400-meter uh, race. This is – oh, this is corner pocket. So four bucks, Little bit it's come in just a touch out from barrier one. Mr. Brightside going around. It's Drew Barrier 10. Williams aboard for the Hayes. That's 420. We got Elephant, eight to seven fifty. We've got Embolism, little bit of coin for it. John McNeil's aboard. Cherry Tortoni, we've been on that bloody horse a few times. That's tens. Groundswell, Grand Slam, King Magnus, Juniper. Bloody good race again, mate. It's not a bad one, this one. Um real level peg, I think. Um let's start with corner pocket. Current favorite, looking to win eight in a row, something obscene like that. It's amazing. It comes into this listed race off the back of a benchmark 90 win in, back in August, so it's had a real long spell. I'd be curious where they're planning to take this horse over the, the autumn. Wouldn't know what its exact plan is, but it'll get a chance from a perfect gate, drops four kilos, 1,400-meter I guess the only query is the first up into a stakes race. Um, it's definitely the toughest field and race that it's contested in. So, little query. As for the price, it's probably about right. I mean, it was always going to get smashed in, I think. Uh, Chira Tortoni, personal favourite of mine. I just love this horse. I don't know why. I've only won it probably a handful of times. So, I keep sticking with it. But it comes back fresh into a 1,400. It's got a decent enough first up record. And in the past, it's been against classier types first up anyway. Uh, so, the, the field shouldn't be an issue. Uh, the one that I really want to make a case for is Elephant. There was such great hype with this horse during the spring and towards the end of its campaign, it was a little bit lackluster, but 
I just think that the, looking at his first up record, where it's three from three, there's no public trials listed for it, but I, I'm pretty confident that it's probably held its form and it's probably come back a, a bigger horse. Um, and yeah, 1400 meter definitely suits perfectly. It'll slowly work towards the mole, I think, towards the carnival anyway, but a definite chance and the price is just what I can't really believe. So I'm definitely on board the elephant train here. 750 elephants, good price. Um, we go to the last in the garden is fave. Um, coming off a last start run at Caulfield, came second to Melbourne Storm. Good name. Uh, 260, we got Rose Quartz at 480. Coming to touch, we got Pioneer River at fives. We, then we got already double figures with Lancaster Bomber. Can't be done, not to be missed. The big easy even going around there. So how, how's it ending, mate? Tough race. I think the garden's unders. I definitely think that's a bit too short. I think... I think I can make more of a case with Rose Quartz. Rose Quartz. Um, it ran in the same race last start as it. Uh, it came third, but it was really hampered at a cru- crucial stage of the straight. Um, about the 200 metre mark where the, the run closed up in between him. And um, I, I reckon it would have, I don't know if it would have won the race, but it would have been closer. Um, so I could probably make more of a case for Rose Quartz at a better price than the Garden. But as for it, I mean, they are a couple of others, Lancaster Bomber, Willow Steers. Uh, Richard Litt doesn't send too many horses anywhere. And True. I guess we'll wait and see on race day, but the market hasn't been backed. It'll be third up into this prep, so it should be rock hard fit. And looking looking at the class of the race, it has faced harder. And it might map well for him, for him. I think it'll be kind of, I'm hoping kind of three back, one out is kind of how I see in the running line. And, there might be a little bit of early speed, obviously, being a 1,200. So it might have a bit of a say late in the piece. But I want to be on uh, Pioneer River, who won over the course and trip two starts back. Holds a great overall record at Flemington. The barrier is a little bit sticky, and that's probably the only query I have. But I think just the fact that it has Josh Richards claiming and the differential between Rose Quartz, who I'd have as my second elect, is only three kilos and it's a genuine benchmark 84 horse, that's enough for me to take the five bucks opposed to the favourite in, you know, 270 or whatever the price is. So With you on that, good couple of wins at Flemington um, two starts ago. So that's the whole card, mate. Have you got a best? Anything you really like? I, I really genuinely like lightsaber. Um, I wouldn't be really molting up anything in this. It's actually a really tricky card. I think it's a really, really nice program. Definitely avoiding the uh, two-year-olds. I think Tuvalu is a good thing, but it's quite short. So I'm going to just kind of opt for a little bit more price and just ignore pinstriped and the early backing for it and just hope that lightsaber does it for us for the win. Beautiful. All right. Sweet as. All right, that's Flemington. Fingers crossed, mate. And um, hopefully you can do better than Nick. He won't be happy if that's the case. Might have to get you. Nick was actually going to be doing a race call for me today. He's anyone knows him or watch his content. He does a lot of fucking phantom race. Well, not phantom race calls. He does a lot of covers. He was going to do the 2013 Lightning. I was going to try and make you do it, mate. You've been known to call a few trials on your time. Uh, yeah, I've definitely got no thank you. Uh, <laughs> unless the, the start of the call to the end of the call is just me saying black caviar. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, black arrow, the old carry out the girl. Of old. <laughs> um, all right, thank you. Enjoy. Hopefully, you feel a bit better, mate, with COVID and shit. But um, let's get some winners. Let's get some winners.